Yo, what's going on? Welcome back to another Going Rounds podcast. I am back and I'm here with a bunch of stuff to talk about. I honestly didn't think I had a lot of things to talk about this week, but man, the news has been going crazy. Like this week has been insane for like controversies, news, um, announcements, all kinds of shit. So, uh, yeah, we got some stuff to talk about, and I'm okay with it. I mean, I was thinking this might be a shorter show, but I have a lot to talk about, and I have a lot of opinions on a lot of the things that I'm going to talk about. So, settle in, get a drink, and get ready, because we're going to talk some shit, we're going to talk some news, we're going to talk some announcements, and we're going to have some fun. Uh, thank you for joining me if you're here, and if you're not here, where the fuck you at? Get here. <laughs> and hopefully Magic's got the time right this time, and <laughs> let's see who else joins in. The chat's open, so if you got any questions or comments or anything like that, you know, throw it in there. I'll get to it as I can, and I'll try my best to answer anything you got for me. Uh, as usual, don't forget to like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. And you know what? Throw some comments in. Like I said, share this video. Uh, let me know what you think. And yeah, just, uh, share it with somebody, you know, that likes MMA or wants to listen to any of the thoughts and opinions I had on any of the stuff we talked about today. Like I said, I got a lot. Um, there's no events this weekend for MMA. Uh, I know that Gervonta Davis is fighting this weekend, so that's about the only kind of big-name combat sports event that's going on. So I don't know too much about that. It's kind of was up in the air, um, like a lot of other things going on right now because, you know, there was these allegations of him uh, apparently uh, domestic violence stuff, so... It's not the first time for, for him, from what I understand, and apparently this time it had something to do with his daughter, too, I think. I don't know. I mean, I just, that one, I just kind of like, I just kind of let that one roll uh, because it was so back and forth. It didn't seem like people had a lot of real hardcore evidence, I guess, for all that. He went on a huge rant. Um, on social media somewhere, I don't remember where it was, talking about, you know, how it wasn't true, defending himself and all that. But, like I said, um, I think he's been accused of that before, if not proven. If I'm wrong, I, ho I hope I'm wrong. But if, if I'm wrong about that, I'm sorry. But if not, I mean, obviously that sucks. But apparently domestic violence is a thing, <laughs> a thing this year already. So or I should say from the end of last year to this year. I think that I think that happened last year. Either way, it's boxing, it's combat sports, so you know, I I I thought I'd bring it up real quick um because I just actually thought of that. I didn't think of that when I was putting everything together for this because like I said it wasn't like fully on my radar, but it was there. So if you're a boxing fan, you know who Gervonta Davis is. Gervonta Tank Davis. He's a protege of Mayweather even though doesn't sound like they're in good standings right now. Uh, but that's a lot of what happens with people that are involved with Mayweather. So 
it is what it is. Uh, I think that's all that's really going on. Excuse me. <coughs> I feel like I got something stuck in my throat, man. <clears throat> I guess that just means it's time for a drink. Not a surprise, right? I'm always going for the drink. But it keeps me chill and, you know, keeps me flowing. So we do what we do here. Um, anyway, yeah, so I think I'm going to start things off uh, last week, uh, New Year's Eve. Oh, welcome to the first show of the year. Uh, what, am I what am I doing? It's 2023. No different than last Thursday, <laughs> except for we were anticipating the first of the year. Now we're at the after the first of the year. So first show of the new year, same shit. On the way to getting better, hopefully. Um, continuing to try to keep my setup nice and updated. And, you know, my mic arm decided to start falling on me and stuff. So I got a new mic arm. That's why it's a little bit of a different position. I'll see how this works out. I'm not sure if uh, I like it where it is. But then again, it was always kind of off to the side and away from me. So maybe this will be better. I don't know. Maybe it'll sound better. Because apparently the closer you get, the better it is. Which, I mean, there's evidence of that from what I've seen and heard. But we'll see how it goes. Either way, I just got this mic arm. I wasn't supposed to get it till Saturday. It came in early. I'm happy about that. So I set it up real quick-like. And this, I mean, it was nice, clean, easy setup. Um, I just got to figure out if this is a position I want to keep it in. So we'll see how it goes. But, I don't know, quick update on, you know, my setup. I'm always... I'm always doing different things and, and new things. Like I said, I'm trying to keep it fresh. You know, I haven't changed much with the background except for colors and the lights, but that's going to probably stay that way for a bit, you know, doing big revamps so the background is is a little taxing and time-consuming, and I don't have a lot of time all the time. So uh, prepping for this and doing the other podcasts I do take a lot of my time. Uh, but it's okay because I like it. It's fun. and. Hopefully you guys like it too, and I appreciate you if you're here, like I always say. Uh, I always got to double check and make sure I get my notification saying I'm live, and it says I am, so good. Uh, I just hate for it to not be live, and I'm over here talking about things as if I'm live. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so we'll start off with a, a quick recap of Bellator versus Ryzen, because, you know, that was. It was a kind of, I mean, maybe a lot of people were paying attention to that event because of the fact that it was the first, like, real big crossover event, cro you know, co-promotion, cross-organization, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and it was really the only thing going on last weekend. And for it to be a New Year's, um, like a New Year's Eve card, you know, those were always big with the UFC and stuff when they did them. So, you know, I think there was a lot of hype and hope that this was going to be a great event. I'm not saying it wasn't a great event, because I know that kind of sounded like I was leading towards saying it wasn't. But uh, uh, I had to make sure that looked a little weird back there, but I'm getting distracted. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, it was it was a good event from what I understand and from what I saw. I did go back and look, you know, I watched all the highlights and then I tried to catch I watched a couple of the fights, maybe not every single minute, but, you know, the last few rounds, a lot of decisions. And that's kind of what was off-putting, I think, to a lot of people. 
uh there was um there was only I don't know about the earlier part of the card, but the actual Bellator versus Ryzen part, the, the top five fights, there was only one finish. So <laughs> uh, that's about how that went. But anyway, let's just get into it and get this going. So here we go. Bellator versus Ryzen, as you can see there. Bellator came out the winner. That's Scott Coker with that big uh, trophy there and all the looks like medals on it. Um... They went 5-0. So all five of their fighters that went up against the Ryzen fighters all won. Um, like I said, they were all decisions except for one. And I think it was a submission. I got to I gotta double check that because I kept thinking that it was AJ McKee that got the, uh, that got the finish. But I don't think it was. So it was confusing because... There was, so first of all, okay, so initially I said that, um, initially I had said that it was on at like 8 p.m. on Showtime, right? But apparently, and, and, and I guess it was, but because this happened in, um, Tokyo, I think, yeah, uh, it, it, it didn't have, it wasn't, it wasn't live. So it happened like the morning of New Year's Eve. So obviously, <laughs> that made things a little difficult. It wasn't prime time here. It was, uh, yeah, in Japan. So yeah, it was, sorry, I'm just reading here. Um, yeah, so anyway, it was early. It was early in the morning. So it, I don't even know if you could watch it live. That's what I heard a lot of people saying is that they didn't know if you even could watch it live, which, I mean, that's pretty crappy. So, it, it was confusing. Anyway, I'm just trying to make sure here, I want to give you the right information. Um... I cannot even find it. I believe... Okay, I think I know which one it was. All right, so we'll move on here. Um, so, yeah, they went 5-0. and Everybody got the win. Bellator takes the takes the belt for the... Uh, there was no belt, but you know what I mean. Takes the championship between them and Ryzen for the uh, New Year's Eve card. And, you know, it, it sounded like there was a lot of, uh, a lot of stars out there in the, in the audience watching live. Manny Pacquiao was there. So this was confusing too. I mean, this goes right along with what Mayweather does now. So Mayweather has actually fought fighters from Ryzen in boxing matches. So it's a little weird, I guess. So now Manny Pacquiao is going to do that. He is signed with Ryzen. He announced it that night. And he's going to have a couple boxing matches or something with, with guys from Ryzen. So I don't know. I guess this is a new thing. Uh, whatever Mayweather does, other people do. I don't know. It is what it is. I, I I don't even pay attention to those Mayweather fights because it's like, what are you fighting these guys that don't even box? Like, uh, apparently, um, Pacquiao's gonna fight some guy that is like uh, has trained in boxing, maybe fought amateur fights in boxing, but is an MMA fighter. Who knows, man? I don't know. 
that was just something that happened. It wasn't even big either. It was kind of one of those in-passing, like, posts that I saw. So whatever. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, let's see. Khabib Nurmagomedov was out there. Uh, there was there was all kinds of people. I didn't even get to see really everybody, but those are just a couple of the ones that come to mind right now. Especially Pacquiao making that announcement. So, uh, with the first one, I believe this is the one that went to the only one that was, had a finish. Uh, Rabadanov uh, defeated Takeda. So, uh, there wasn't. I mean, there, there wasn't anything crazy. Some of these had some good transitions and good uh, takedowns, some good strikes, but nothing too fantastic i guess you could say i looked for highlights all over the place that just highlighted the big stuff and there wasn't a lot so i don't know if it's maybe the coverage just isn't there or maybe the entire event wasn't that exciting i don't know but i'll get into some of the more exciting stuff here in a minute but here's a little bit of the action between these two guys so uh Rabadanov is, oh, that knockdown. This was probably one of the biggest things I saw, the, one of the nicest strikes and, and knockdowns. Obviously, he was, obviously, Takeda was um, feeling that strike because, I mean, he got up. Obviously, he defended here. He took a knee on the ground right there, too, which, by the way, I forgot to mention. I wanted to go over the the rules a little bit because they went by uh, Ryzen rules and as you can see they were also in a ring not a cage because that's what they do in Ryzen it's kind of a throwback to uh pride back in the day they fought in a, in a ring not a cage and they had different rule sets so one of the things that can happen in Ryzen is you can soccer kick to the head when somebody's on the ground you can knee to the head like that when somebody's on the ground so there's a little bit of a different rule set, so you would think maybe it would get a little crazy and a little more exciting and fun. But, you know, it was just kind of a standard MMA uh, event, and it had its ups and downs. So, uh, this, this fight seemed like one of the more exciting ones. Um, but, yeah. So, then we got Horiguchi defeating Oki Kuba. So, uh, Oki Kuba has some crazy hair. That's all I gotta say. But Horiguchi was kind of the favorite for a reason because he's pretty well known. He's been around for a long time. And, you know, people actually know his name from being in the UFC and, and other organizations. So um, he got the dub. And, you know, this is some of the stuff that makes Ryzen different. So you see the guy pulling on the ropes right there because they're just trying to make sure that nobody falls out of the ring. And they're trying to make sure nobody gets caught up. Now, obviously, it looks like they kind of are. But, you know, it's kind of crazy. You can stick your, your whole body through the ropes and while the other guy's head is through and just rain down punches, it's crazy. So it's a whole different experience if you watch this event or any events like it. So, you know, if this looks like something you want to check out, Ryzen's a, you know, it's a good thing to watch if you want something a little different. Um, you know, I think in one championship, you can do kicks to the head, knees to the head while uh, the opponent's on the ground. So that's, you know, we saw that with Demetrius Johnson and MRIs. So, yeah, there's Horiguchi uh, in some of the more exciting parts of his fight. Obviously dominating. It sounds like that's what he did for the most part of that fight. 
Then we got Patricio Pitbull defeating uh, Kyoki. And Pitbull had... So this is part of the exciting stuff. They, they, they definitely had a show when it came to walkouts. And Pitbull, Juan Archuleta, and AJ McKee had the more notable ones. You know, they, they kind of put on a show with their walkout. And Ryzen has that kind of thing going on with their production. And there's just, you know, I think I mentioned it before. They're kind of like pride back in the day where it's a show walking out. So here's a little bit of a taste of that. So you had Pitbull walking out looking like a Spartan with the helmet on and the, like the chest plate and the shield sword as you can see it looks like he's a little uncomfortable walking down those stairs but i mean it's probably kind of difficult to see in that and what it sounds like is all of this gear is kind of heavy so there's all the pyrotechnics and lights and you know he's got like freaking 10 people behind him like i said it's a spectacle it's a show but it's exciting and i i did like the way that they had everything set up you know they had big banners on the sides of the stage, if you see here, it'll start again in a minute. Ryzen and Bellator banners, big screens, um, everything. You know, they, they put a lot into that production. So that's pretty cool about that. So here's a little bit of the fight. This was kind of crazy. You got uh, Pitbull getting taken down, little reversal, you know, some flashy stuff here and there, trading. Um, what What is uh, Kyoki? Is looks like he's pretty quick on his feet and um, he's down to scrap for sure and, and that's the kind of fight Pitbull likes uh, got the decision win though no no finishes no knockouts no submissions but you know probably a pretty fast-paced fight from what I saw I only watched uh, like two uh, round and a half of it maybe um, but yeah uh, when I found out they were all decisions I was like man I don't know if I can sit through this whole thing so I kind of skipped around um, moving on to Juan Archuleta defeats, uh, him, which I forgot how to say his whole name, but it's one of those ones that's difficult anyway. So Archuleta looked like he was the, the dominant one. Um, Kim had a lot of damage at the end of the fight on his face. So you could kind of tell he got beat up, but Archuleta had a pretty exciting and interesting walkout. Here we go with that. So he had this like crazy headdress on. Um, he had the whole getup, the boots, the 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 bottoms, the tops, the shield. Um, I think I don't think that's a sword. It's like a and I don't even know what all of that is. But apparently this is paying homage to like ancestry stuff and you know um, something about a jaguar is uh, the story's about a jaguar. I guess that's what the head is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it was a, there was a lot. It was like, it probably took him a full like minute and a half to even get to the, 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 uh, ring. So yeah, there was a lot to it, but it was pretty cool. I like, I like the dramatics of all that. And, you know, the effort that was put in to all of the walkouts, you know, um, it made it exciting. I liked it. It was cool. I did watch all of the walkouts all the way through and, you know, they did their thing for sure. And they showed out for this special event. 
And I guess that's what you got to do, especially on New Year's Eve. People are wanting to see a show. They they got one when it came to the walkouts, that's for sure. So Archuleta got that win. We move on to AJ McKee beating Souza. Now, this one had a lot of back and forth, a lot of good different uh, exchanges when it came to takedowns, strikes. Uh, there was a lot of submission attempts. So, I mean, I probably watched the most out of this fight. Because I do like AJ McKee. I think he's a great fighter. And I think he's got a lot of potential to go a long ways. Um, again, he's the son of an ex-fighter uh, that's been all, through all kinds of organizations. And is pretty well known in the, you know, in the industry of fighting. So, and he's well respected. So, uh, here's McKee's walkout. Apparently, he spent like a hundred grand on his whole, like, outfit. Um little bit of a fumble there trying to get the sword back in but as you could tell it's probably pretty hard to see barely had his eyes showing so but he's got the whole like samurai get up everything so pretty sick pretty cool um again it was really just showtime i guess for them when it came to that but yeah there was that um If you didn't know, which I'm sure you do, I'm sure you heard about Kamar uh, Hamlin, but, you know, last, or this past Monday, the game against the Bengals, you know, he suffered a, a hit to the chest, you know, he collided with another guy making a tackle, and um, he got up, and then he quickly just collapsed afterwards, and... Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a nutty scene. You know, I didn't see it live because I wasn't watching the game. But I had my daughter texting us and I and because um, I guess she was watching the game. And I had like as I got her text, I had seen uh, a post about it. So I clicked on it to read what was going on. And then I saw the video and I'm like, holy shit. So, you know, I wanted to talk about it here for a second, just because last night in the podcast, we got into it a little bit. And, you know, I don't know, maybe I was misunderstanding what was being said. Uh, but, you know, the stuff about Skip Bayless came up and, and the tweet that he sent out. And I know that a lot of people just don't like Skip Bayless, including me. I don't like that fucker either. He's annoying as shit and always says dumb shit. So, you know, I don't, I don't know why he does what he does. But uh, he sent out a stupid tweet of, you know, talking about what's going to, you know, there's no way they cannot finish this game. Um, there's too many implications on it. It's too important. And all this is he's tweeting this out while Hamlin's still on the field trying to be revived, having CPR done on him. Or it was shortly after while they were taking him off. I don't know exactly when the tweet came through, but it was just it was one of those things. Uh, look at that. Why did my music stop? That's cool. Um, so it was one of those things. It was just insensitive. You know what I mean? Like it was, it didn't have to go down that way. And I feel like Skip Bayless is just too old and too stupid. And he's just annoying. So like, why is he tweeting this shit out? So, you know, we got guys on the field doing stuff like this. You know, they're breaking down. It's a scary moment. They don't know if the dude's going to die. 
he's being revived on the field people doing cpr and and i mean who why is anybody worried about what's going to happen with the game it is what it is you know if the game's over then the fucking game's over those guys i guarantee did not give a shit what was going to happen with that game because if you saw anything of the aftermath of that i don't think anybody was in the right mind to play that game <clears throat> and think about it what if they did if they did finish that game what was going to happen are guys going to be timid and and not want to like hit each other because of what they just witnessed i mean a lot of them might have that game mentality where they you know somebody tells them hey it's time to go to work you know but who wants to do that after breaking down on the field you're no longer in game mode and kill mode at this moment i mean that's a bad analogy i guess but or a bad thing to say <laughs> you know that's not really what i mean but you know what i mean they're not in that in like beast mode at the moment there's guys crying there's there's guys like on the ground i, I just don't understand why anybody would think that that game needed to be finished or who cares what who cares what that game meant I don't think the Bills are going to care if they lose home field advantage. I don't think they care. And if they do, well, maybe it's an afterthought. And I get that. But at the moment, they don't give a shit. Uh, I just saw an update saying that they're not they're not going to finish that game. Um, I don't know really what that means. I'm not exactly sure. It says NFL announces... That the week 17 Buffalo Bills at Cincinnati Bengals game will not be resumed and has not and has been canceled. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell informed all clubs of his decision earlier today after speaking with the Bills and Bengals, the NFL Players Association leadership. But like, what does that mean? That's all it says, too. So I don't know what that means as far as the, you know, what happens from that game. But the good news is, I mean, for how bad everything seemed, uh, I, I I heard earlier that uh, Demar woke up, he opened his eyes. Um, obviously, probably not talking. I don't think. I, I think I saw something that he was writing stuff down, uh, and I I think I heard him say he asked about what happened with the game. But you know, and that, you know, it's in his blood. You know, he's a, he's a he's a player, and the last thing he remembers probably is thinking about how he was going to make this tackle and next thing you know he's waking up in the hospital like and and maybe not even knowing what's happening but i heard his lungs weren't doing too well and you know obviously his heart because that was the biggest thing it was like cardiac arrest so i don't know man i i, I went off last night about it i was kind of just i don't know maybe it's maybe i was just upset you know i had a i had a, a co-worker pass away on the job and I couldn't even imagine I wasn't there for it but I couldn't even imagine being there for it I was on the other side of everything getting phone calls and and dealing with what to do you know and so I couldn't even work at the moment like I'm with somebody that he is kind of a, he's a family member with basically and and he's distraught and and you know, we didn't know if he was going to make it or not. I didn't know till later that day, but there was definitely no work happening. You know, we're sitting there getting phone call after phone call or on the phone constantly with the, with someone that's on site. I mean, man, I don't understand how people could think that they could go back and play that game. 
this is selfish. I don't know. To me, that's selfish. And I, I think it's unnecessary. And you know what? Fucking sort it out. That's what I'm saying. Sort it out after the fact. Wait till the next day, Skip Bayless, you fucking moron. Like, wait till the next day to put that tweet out there. Say, okay, now what happens? What are we doing here? Like, do we know what's going to happen with this game? You know, there's there's things on the line and, you know, whatever. Say whatever you want the next day. Don't fucking tweet that shit out that night. Just insensitive and fucking annoying. And, and, and he's stupid. He's just stupid. And whatever. Of course, he's going to come out and say, oh, yeah, I get it. It was... It was taken out of context, and, you know, what it was was it was bad timing for sure. Okay, I'll give him that. Bad timing. But, dude, just fucking ridiculous. Like, Skip Bayless is fucking annoying, and, you know, they need to take his ass off TV. He's stupid. He's got a long history of people hating him, and I'm not saying if every, like, a lot of people hate someone that they should just lose their job or, or whatever, but I'm just saying, like, He's just one of those guys. It's nonstop. It's super annoying. And yeah, I was just pissed by that one. I, I'm not going to keep going on that because I'm just going to get all worked up again. Either way, hopefully um, Hamlin will come out okay. You know, I, I know he, he definitely won't be playing this year. Um, so who knows if he gets to come back. Uh, I don't know how extensive his injuries are from all that, but, you know, not a lot of people come back from something like that to be able to play at a high level of the NFL. So, um, but I wish nothing but the best for the guy, and I I hope he recovers completely and and is able to continue living his life. Uh, And, you know, his family must be going through a lot. So, to me, that's way more important than a fucking stupid football game. And I know that that's how they make their living and that's their life, but yeah, I'll just let that one go. A lot of sad shit going on though, man. That was a sad thing. Just look at this picture, man. That's just fucking heartbreaking. And and it, may, and it makes me sad just thinking about what I've seen and, and been through as well and, and what people, you know, went through while they were there on site with my coworker who fortunately passed away from the same thing, you know, it's cardiac arrest. It was a heart attack. Um, and he passed away. So yeah, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough and it sucks. And maybe that's why I felt so passionately about it. And maybe that's why I, <laughs> I you know, I didn't get like crazy, but I definitely lost my cool a little bit because I was just a little worked up and annoyed. It just sounded to me like everyone was saying it was too important to not talk about what happened with the game and yeah we're removed from it but at the moment i all i could think of was like fuck that man like nobody it's not that important anyway let's move on from that to more sad shit unfortunately so if you don't know who this is this is phil baroni the new york badass he fought in the ufc and a bunch of other organizations like he's been around um he was he was one of those crazy fighters from back in the day didn't give a shit about anything you know you see his persona in the cage and it didn't change outside of the cage you know he was always aggressive um new york badass you know he had that new york mentality and that attitude you know the old school like stereotypical attitude of a new york person <laughs> you know no offense to anybody i'm just saying you know that that kind of uh just that new york attitude and he had the accent and everything so 
he's had a lot of problems, you know. Um, he was actually really close with Stefan Bonner. They were actually tag team, uh, tag, uh, <laughs> tag team partners in uh, professional wrestling. So um, that was something Stefan Bonner got into uh, later in his career. And it didn't last very long. It sounded like they kind of had a little bit of a mix up with each other and they they gave that up you know it's like Peroni's way too wild so the reason why i'm bringing him up if you haven't heard he was arrested in mexico and accused of murdering his girlfriend and i hate to say it it's not looking good for him uh the story goes that obviously drinking and, and drugs were involved because that's what he's always mixed up in no matter what um and every time he gets in trouble it's because he's on something or he's been drinking and that's unfortunate you know but uh, a lot of people are saying that you know this guy has cte and not that that's an excuse but that's definitely part of why he's so wild and crazy he's one of those dudes that that had wars in the gym uh they didn't spar in the gym their sparring was fighting that's the way it was back in the day so he was definitely one of those guys that was you know his pride was not being a bitch and and taking the punch and giving him so and if you heard him talk like you could kind of tell you know slurred his speech a lot um you never knew if it was the drugs or the alcohol who knows uh, I heard him on, he was on the MMA Roasted podcast a lot with Adam Hunter. Adam Hunter's close to him, so uh, I got to hear a lot from him there. You know, he was on a couple other podcasts I listened to, but yeah. So the story goes, like I said, uh, <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Apparently, he's in a hotel room with his girlfriend, uh, who's a, a, a girl that's from Mexico. And they're there, I guess, and uh, drinking and stuff. And then apparently she proceeds somehow to... This is all I read, okay? So this is just what I'm hearing and what I read, how the story goes from what they're what they're putting out there or, you know. Uh, apparently, she told him that she slept with another dude. So he, of course, lost his shit, which, I mean, a lot of people would in that moment, but not like this um and he's a professional fighter and has been all his life so a man hitting a woman obviously uh so he says his story is that she told him that they got into a little scuffle argued and fought about it and then she like he told her to go take a shower because she was a dirty whore <laughs> and um like pushed her into the tub or something like that and I guess claims that maybe she hit her head or whatever. He doesn't know. And then he left. And then when he came, he left to get food or something. And when he came back, he said he found her in the tub and she was dead. So the problem with that story, though, is that there's pictures even of him being, uh, you know, handcuffed and, and being questioned by the police. And then there's pictures of his hands that are all bruised up. And I, apparently the body had massive trauma from getting beaten so basically he beat her to death that's the that's what the allegations are so man it's unfortunate um and just like i said 
domestic violence and and men hitting women is like running prevalent right now i don't know why i don't know what the fucking deal is and you know i hate to see it with fighters and i hate to see it with anybody obviously um because i'm not about that shit and uh i'm not about seeing people do it either so um yeah it's just crazy man uh there's another story coming up and i'm sure you've heard dana white um that's that's coming up next so we'll talk about that one too but this is not good bill baroni oh man mexican jail bro that's that's you definitely don't want to be there um especially for murder gonna spend the rest of your life there if you get uh if you get charged i i don't know crazy shit though um can't say i feel bad for him if that's what he did he deserves what he gets i just feel bad for his condition and and the fact that you know the dude has needed help for a long time and he, he still needs help obviously but he's not going to get a lot a lot of help in that mexican prison i'll tell you that so i guess we'll see where that one goes Moving on to more downer shit. What the fuck is going on here? But this is all the news right now, so what can you do, right? So it's it's what there is to talk about, unfortunately. And fuck, it all sucks. So, like I said, Dana White. If you didn't see the video, you can find it everywhere. Just go to TMZ. They're the ones that released it first. He's in a nightclub in uh, Cabo. Again, Mexico. I don't know what's going on in Mexico, man. Um, yeah, so there he's in Cabo in a nightclub with his wife and a bunch of people around him. And the video it shows him. She's leaning on a rail. Uh, and he, like, leans over and says something to her. And she just pops up, turns around, and says something to him. He says something back, and she slaps the shit out of him. And then Dana White proceeds to just slap the shit out of her. And then she, I don't know, she, it looked like she kind of lunged at him or something. And here's the thing. I didn't break down the whole video. I watched it a couple times. After he slaps her the first time, I'm pretty damn sure he slapped her a second time. Um, but I also heard that he kicked her. Like, she fell to the ground and he kicked her too. I don't know about that part. So just take that with a grain of salt. Watch the video for yourself and find out, I guess. I'm going to watch it again later because I meant to watch it before this and, and find out. You know, this isn't something that I, I'm, like, proud of talking about. It just sucks, man. Like, like if Dana White doesn't have a bad enough rep, this is just worse, man. So, in a video released by TMZ on Monday, White can be seen talking to his wife, Anne, who has her hands over her face before he grabs her wrist and she responds by slapping him in the face. White then reacts by slapping his wife in the face as other people in the group get between them while the argument continues, and he slaps her again. I know that for sure. It, it damn sure looks like he slaps her again. I'm going to say she, he slapped her again, um, and she didn't do it, you know. I, it doesn't matter what she did. He shouldn't be slapping a woman anyway, no matter what. So Dana White sucks for that, and he's a fuck. Ugh. Ugh, God, man. Like, I, I, my, I have mixed feelings about Dana White. But a lot of the ways that he treats a lot of people is not good. And this just goes to, to prove it even more. All the haters have so much ammo right now. And, you know, I'm not a Dana White hater, but I'm also not 
I'm not on his nuts like that either because he he runs the organization a certain way. I appreciate the having the UFC and what he's done for the sport and bringing up the UFC like he, like he did. But what the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Why? Why when you know, like, okay, don't get me wrong. This shouldn't happen in the privacy of your own home where there's no fucking cameras or, or phones to, to record you on either. No, this shouldn't happen at all. If a woman slaps you, are, are what, your pride's hurt? Like, you're a man that's obvious. He's way bigger than his wife, that's for damn sure. So, you're a man who's way bigger and stronger than your wife. In this case, that's exactly how that goes. And you're going to just let... You're, you're going to slap her back because she slapped you? Like, I'd just be like, move the fuck on, bitch. Get out of here. Like, I don't want to talk to you. You know, this might mean our relationship and everything, our marriage is over, uh, whatever. But don't don't slap her back. What the fuck is wrong with you? You know there's phones and people around? I get it. Heat of the moment shit. But that's no excuse ever. So, you know, for that, fuck you, Dana White. You're a dumbass. And you deserve all the heat that you're getting right now. But here's the thing. Is anything really going to happen to him for this? That's that's the question of the day, the question of the week, and it's going to be the question of the fucking month because I don't think anything is going to happen to him. There's not going to be any repercussions. He's already taken all of his strings and pulled them to get this story out there the way he wanted it to get out there because he knew that the video was out there and that it was going to or that it was going to get out there. So he took his routes and pulled his strings and He's in tight with the TMZ guys. So that was the biggest thing I heard about was how they treated it and reacted to it and how they questioned him about it was basically they're throwing up softballs for him. And, you know, they're kind of giving him excuses like Dana, you know, the liquor flows in, in Cabo. We know that there's, you know, lots of drinking going on. And while he said that, he didn't offer that up as an excuse. I'll give Dana this much. He fessed up to it. He said it himself. Actually, here we go. This is my next thing. Here's his statement. My wife and I were out on Saturday night on New Year's Eve, and unfortunately, that's what happened, White said. I'm one of the guys you've heard you've heard me say for years. There's never ever an excuse for guys to put for a guy to put his hands on a woman. And now here I am on TMZ talking about it. My wife and I have been married for almost 30 years. We've known each other since we were 12 years old. We obviously have been through some shit together. We've got three kids, and this is one of those situations that's horrible. I'm embarrassed, but it's also one of those situations that right now we're more concerned about our kids. We have three kids, and obviously since the video popped up, we've shown the kids the video. We're more focused on our family right now. People are going to have opinions on this, and most of the people's opinions would be right. Especially in my case. You don't put your hands on a woman ever. My wife and I love each other. We've been together for a long time. We've known each other since we were very little, and this is just one of the unfortunate situations. I mean, he did he did pretty decent there in, in, in fessing up to things and saying, it is what it is, I did it, and I'm not proud of it. You know, people fuck up and people do stupid shit sometimes. There's never an excuse for that. Like He said it himself. 
he's been quoted in the past when asked about guys that have gotten in trouble before domestic violence saying there's a lot of shit you can come back from when you make a mistake but putting your hands on a woman is never one of those things and here he is so fuck man uh the only credit i give him is for and uh, not denying it and making excuses the only thing he did say was they were drinking a lot that got said continuously but it sounded to me more like that was a narrative being pushed on him to kind of use to soften the blow a little bit i guess like some people would say oh i get it i, I get drunk and do dumb shit too sometimes but nah i mean no so here's a statement from his wife Dana and I have been married for almost 30 years. To say this is out of character for him is an understatement. Nothing like this has ever happened before. Unfortunately, we were both drinking too much on New Year's Eve and things got out of control on both sides. We've talked this through as a family and apologized to each other. I just hope people will respect our privacy for the sake of our kids. And there's a typo there because her name's Ann White, not Anna White. Whatever. <laughs> Side note. I'm so fucking annoyed by this. Um, As, as anybody should be. Like, what, what, what the fuck, man? First of all, okay. First of all, she, she shouldn't be slapping him either. Okay, let's get that fucking straight right now. He, he, he didn't put his hands on her first. She put his hands on him first, right? Well, no matter what he said, she shouldn't be slapping him. That, I, I, nowadays, don't do that. Don't do that. Just keep your hands off each other that way. Don't get rough with each other like that. Don't fucking smack. Don't, don't hit each other. Like this, if you're married, if you're boyfriend and girlfriend, I mean, just uh, first of all, a, dude, a, a woman shouldn't be hitting a guy unless she's defending herself, because the second you hit a guy, you don't know how he's going to react. And it's what I tell my, my girls all the time. You better be damn sure you know what you're doing, because if you hit a dude, you don't know how he's going to react. He may have never hit a woman before, but you flip a switch. And if you flip that switch, you don't know what he's going to do. And I don't want to have to kill a motherfucker. But if somebody puts their hands on one of my daughters, I, you might not see me for a long time. <laughs> so, um, but that's just my feelings about it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I've seen that shit happen in the past, and and I'm not about it, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand for it. And you know, I regret not doing things about it in the past for certain times that I've seen it happen. So these days, nah, man, I'm not taking that shit. I'm not going to watch it happen and I'm not going to stick around for it to happen. I'm going to do something about it. So that's just how it goes. I've never put my hands on my wife like that and I never would. Um, it's just not happening, you know, and a, and a girl can unless a girl's got a gun trying to fucking kill me or a knife. I'm not doing that. It's not happening. Uh, there has to be extenuating circumstances for me to fucking hit a woman. But, you know. If, if she's coming after you with a knife and trying to kill you, that might be a different story. But, you know, semantics for now, that's what that all is. <laughs> Luckily, I've never been in that situation. But, uh, yeah, it's just like, it, the thing is, it's, she shouldn't have slapped him, especially in public. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I said, that's not acceptable in the when you're not in public either. But she shouldn't have done it either. So she's as much in the wrong, which it sounds like she's saying here, too. But, you know. For him to retaliate that way, it's like, I'd be like, somebody come get this chick and get her the fuck out of here because I'm not doing this. And yeah, de-escalate the situation, let her feel bad about herself later because there's no, no need for a man to ever be hitting a woman like that. Um, I know he just slapped her, but uh, what if he didn't? What if he knocked her out? You know, then we would have had some real shit going down. 
So, and she, she knocks her out, breaks her jaw, like just because she wanted to act all crazy and smack him for something he said. Like, come on, man, shit's crazy. So, anyway, <sighs> fuck, man, <laughs> some downer shit right here. Uh, it doesn't get any better either. Uh, the next one is a little more exciting though, a little better, a little more on the upside. To cap this off, let's see what happens. I don't know if, if Dana White's going to suffer any kind of consequences for this. Um, the only thing I've seen so far, Power Slap League. I laughed my ass off, not because of the situation, okay? So don't get me wrong. I did find a little bit of humor in the comments on Twitter for the initial post from TMZ about this. People were going crazy. Like, Dana White took the Slap Fight League a little too far. <laughs> Dana White, uh, Dana White is promoting the Slap Fight League a bit too much. <laughs> there was a picture of, the, like, side-by-side -side picture of him slapping her, her slapping him. So there's, like, screenshots next to each other. And then with the Power Slap Fight League underneath it, I'm like, oh, my God, dude. I was laughing my ass off at those just because I'm like, this isn't really a situation to laugh at. But people the internet's undefeated i mean there's always going to be memes and shit of things and it's just fucking crazy the shit that people come up with is insane so so a little bit of humor in that is is what people had to say about it but the the power slap league was gonna be on the tbs network uh for their little reality show thing that they were doing no longer it's been dropped so there's one consequence but for to hit directly I, re I still saw promotion for the uh, slap Power Slap League um, coming from the UFC social media earlier today. So there's, they, they, have, they have platforms they can put it on. So if TBS isn't going to take it, then they'll find somewhere else. Unless they decide that this is too much and they don't want all the backlash. I don't think that's the way it's going to go. I don't think you're going to not see Dana White for a while. I don't think any of that's going to happen. I just think he's gonna go about his business. He was already out with the Nelk boys, um, partying it up and, uh, you know, gambling at the casino, winning stacks of money, apparently, like two days later. So I don't think he gives a shit. <laughs> and I think he's gonna go about his life as normal. So, yeah. All right. Moving on from all of that sad shit. Yes, you are seeing that right. Fucking Jake Paul, man. Signing with the PFL to compete in MMA. I thought it was a joke. But then I was like, nah. It, um, this is not a joke. You can kind of tell right off the bat. So, not only has he made his way into the boxing... Uh, not only has he made his way into boxing, but... Here he is in MMA. And he did say before that he would fight in MMA. Um, I do give him props for the progress he's made. Because if you watch any of his very, very first training videos, it was not good. Um, he looks slow, uncoordinated. But he also didn't look jacked like he does now. So, I don't know. Maybe those muscles gained some confidence. But he hits like a truck and he knocks people out 
Uh, he hasn't fought the legitimate boxer yet, like everyone wants him to. And there's been all these talks here and there about who his next opponent's going to be. But this came out of nowhere, and this happened. I saw this at 6.15 this morning, so it's kind of nuts. Um, I saw this picture, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And then I saw who posted it. It's MMA fighting um, on Instagram, and I'm like, all right. I guess this is legit because they don't usually post shit that is even questionable. So, oh, man. <laughs> this is nuts. This is nuts. And it's legit. So, um, let's get into it because I have a little video here. And this is something he released later in the morning closer to like, it was like an hour after the initial, uh, after the initial, like, announcement. So, Let's get into that. Here we go. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You read the title correctly. I've officially signed as an MMA fighter to the fastest growing sports league in the world. The PFL, baby. So, I'm going to keep pausing it and kind of breaking stuff down in between this video. It's about six minutes long. It'll turn into ten with me stopping it. But I'm hoping you're hearing the sound. I tried them 100% to make sure that the sound was going to come through. So, I sure as shit hope it's coming through for you. So, you hear what's happening. But you'll know kind of what's happening if you don't hear it for some reason. But, I got to say, so far, promotional video, not too bad. He gets a little crazy though, so let's keep going. Ah, let's go! The Professional Fighters League, baby! And not only am I an MMA fighter now officially signed to an organization, but I am also a co-founder of the new PFL pay-per-view super fight division. The so, PFL pay-per-view super fight division. So that tells you something right there. I don't think he's going to be fighting other PFL fighters. Um, but maybe he is. I don't know. That's a weird way to pause that video, huh? <laughs> Looks like some crazy um, strobe light shit or like you're shaking your head too much. Anyway, so yeah, pay-per-view super fight division. What does that mean? Are they going to tailor all the fights to him and make sure that he only gets fights that make sense for him? Are they going to just give him maybe lower level fighters in their organization? Obviously, it says pay-per-view, so he's going for the money. Uh, he's making it well worth it. And he's creating or the founder of a new division of the PFL. And from what I understand, he's also now a stakeholder in the PFL. Um, I don't know... I don't recall specifically if he got into that in this video, but there's definitely more to come. So here we go. The big bosses got around the table. Chairman Don Davis, CEO Peter Murray, Nikisa Badarian needs no explanation, and myself. We came together to launch the PFL pay-per-view super fight division. Now, let me explain. I will be the head of fighter advocacy. 
So that's something right there. Head of fighter advocacy. So what's he going to be doing? Um, this video is kind of funny, actually. Like I said, I got to give him props because, you know, he is a he, he is a YouTuber. He's coming from that world. So he knows how to make good videos. He knows how to make videos that are going to get hits and, 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 you know, get the views for sure. So, of course, his video is going to be good, right? But head of fighter advocacy. So that goes along with some of the things that he's been saying and, and, and you know, out there talking about wanting to get better fighter pay for all the MMA fighters, mainly in the UFC. But, you know, he's talked about it in every organization and, you know, wanting to get the fighters to get treated better, get paid better, and and be able to do things that they're not allowed to do in the UFC pretty much. Because he goes after the UFC, and you'll be surprised by what you hear in some of the other parts of this video. Here we go. And as the head of fighter advocacy, I'm going to use my platform to market PFL fighters and introduce them to my fans worldwide. I personally will be deeply involved in making sure that the PFL is the best place in the world for fighters. As you guys know, I've been trying to increase fighter pay for all fighters worldwide. And with the launch of this new PFL Super Fight Division, our fighters will be receiving 50% of the revenue. 50% of the revenue. Is that the overall revenue? What revenue are we talking about here? Um, that's something that I questioned because, you know, that could mean a lot of different things. But 50% of the revenue, if that means overall, how are they going to, how are they going to hand out that money? I mean, is it going to be some kind of tiered system? Are we doing um, an even amount on top of what they might make for their contract in general? Like, what is, there's a lot of questions that can be answered here. Obviously, he's not going to go that into it. There's going to be an interview um, somewhere. I'm sure there'll be multiple interviews, multiple questions asked. Hopefully, they get answered. But as of right now, you know, he says he's head of fighter advocacy, looking to get higher pay for fighters everywhere. And he goes in more here, explains a little more, but you know, those are some of the questions I have. Yes, you heard that correctly. A true 50-50 partnership with fighters that still allows them to be individuals and even monetize their own sponsorship deals, which as we know, isn't allowed in the UFC. Told you, he goes after the UFC. As you saw, he kicked Dana's head away in that little picture. And he's talking about things that people aren't allowed to do in the UFC, um, which is have their own sponsors, uh, wear what they want to wear. And they definitely don't get 50% of the revenue because they're probably making less than 10% of what that revenue of the UFC is. That's a multi-billion dollar company. And those fighters don't even get, I mean, they get crumbs compared to that. And if you don't believe me, look it up. I guarantee you find lots of stories and you'll start to understand. These guys don't just fight once or twice and are set for their life. It may sound like a lot of money that they get for their purse at the moment, but when you think about they have agents, they have managers, they have trainers, they have coaches, they have uh, training partners, all those people have to get paid. And once you know, you're giving percentages away, you don't get left with much. And if you're only getting 30000 to show and 30000 to win, and you don't win, guess what? You only got 30 grand. So then you got to give percentages away for everybody. 
what does that do for you when you don't have outside sponsorship and making the money that Sugar Sean O'Malley makes or making the money that Conor McGregor makes? And as far as I'm concerned, I don't want to hear this shit about, oh, those guys go out and do their own thing. I get it. But these guys are committing their life and their time to the sport and not even getting the kind of pay that they should be getting. So let's keep going. You have to do what you're told and wear what you're told and promote what you're told. Today is a massive day for star pay-per-view fighters because you have another massive league that is ready to do big business. And I am the first fighter to sign to the new PFL pay-per-view super fight division. And I'm taking this seriously, okay? Yes, I still wanna become a world champion in boxing. But as you guys know, I was a wrestler first and when all of So before it goes too far, you heard what he said there. So super, what do you say? Super, oh my God, I can't even remember. Anyway, pay-per-view super fight division. That's what he said. So super pay-per-view fighters is what he said. So what kind of division is this going to be and who's going to be involved in this division? Um, there's already talks of guys in the PFL saying, well, I'll go over that once we get to that part of this. But, you know, he's not wrong about having to promote what you're being told to promote, not being able to wear what you want to wear, and not being able to be sponsored by, you know, who you want to be sponsored by. So if you remember back in the day, it may have looked ridiculous, but guys' shorts were filled with sponsors. Even though some of them were ridiculous and stupid looking, they still got money, and that's what they deserve to get. So These influencers started boxing and calling people out. You recall, I said I wanted to do MMA. Roll the clip. But well, I wanted to be an MMA fighter. So dope, guys. Look, look at it. Oh! So why not do an MMA match? And you would get dropped faster than Disney dropped me. It's an MMA match or it's nothing. That's a funny part of the video because it, not only is his hair goofy as shit, but he looks goofy. He looks young, obviously, too. But that's like pre, pre muscles, pre tattoos, hilarious, and obviously that's straight up YouTube content right there. Here we go. I've already disrupted boxing, and now it's time to disrupt MMA. I know that this is such a tough sport, and it's not going to be easy. But if I could do it in boxing, I could do it in MMA. I'm so dedicated to this that I offered Nate Diaz a two-fight deal. So, that's news right there. He offered Nate Diaz a two-fight deal. He'll explain it in a minute. But the footage you're seeing is from when uh, Jake Paul fought Anderson Silva. This was backstage. There was all kinds of confrontations and, and scuffles happening with the Diaz team and the Jake Paul team. Diaz was throwing shit as usual and just all kinds of chaos, of course. First, we box. Then six months later, we fight MMA in the PFL smart cage and lay it all on the line. So, you heard what he said. First we'll box, then we'll fight MMA. So, what I'm thinking that this pay-per-view super fight division is going to be about is that they're going to bring in boxing fights and they're going to have boxing matches with people from the PFL maybe. So, that's how they're going to incorporate the PFL fighters to box in their PFL super fight division and yeah so he wants to do one boxing match which they were already talking about doing a boxing fight uh 
since Nate Diaz is now a free agent and no longer contracted with the UFC. So, and like I said earlier, he posted a uh, picture of the Ryzen logo with nothing else. So who knows what's going to happen there. And of course, if he goes to Ryzen, Jake Paul's going to talk all this shit about how he's ducking him and all this other shit, right? I get it. And yeah, it's valid. It's a valid point. But, you know, this is kind of crazy here what's happening. Um, he's trying to legitimately start some shit that's way different. But I'm just wondering what this is going to consist of, what the super fight division really means. He said himself he still wants to be a boxing champion, so he's still going to box. That's what that means. Uh, and he said, you know, he's offering Nate as a boxing match. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that that's going to be under the PFL banner because he said he offered him a two-fight contract. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. That's not balls, then. I don't know what is. Nate Diaz, I'm down to fight you in your own damn sport. It's a two-fight deal. Let's make it happen. I love the PFL and everything they stand for. They are the only MMA organization with an in-season sports format. So let me explain. Just like the NFL or the NBA, PFL has a regular season, playoffs, and then the championship each year. So if you keep on winning, you keep on advancing. This means the best fighters fight the best fighters every single year, which is better for you. I'm so he's not wrong there. Obviously, he signed with the PFL, so he's going to have the proper information. And there's no way they're going to let him do this video without properly, you know, um, advertising what actually happens in the league. So as you saw, and, and if you remember, I, in the earlier episodes of my show, I, you know, explained what the PFL did. They have leagues. Um, I'm sorry. They have, they have seasons. Um, they have playoffs and championships. And they fight for a million dollars at the end. So, and I've gone over some of those fights. Um, that happened this past season. So, uh, but you know, I, I, I promise you, he's not going to be fighting in that kind of, that part of the organization. He said, pay-per-view super fight division. And I'm going to keep saying that and reiterating that point because this isn't him just becoming a fighter in the PFL. This is him fighting MMA in the PFL under a distinct, different division. He's making up his own thing, and it's going to happen in a way that makes sense for him. So he said he knows it's not a, it's a hard sport, and, and he thinks he can do it if he did it in boxing. So we'll see how that goes. And he has been training. I've seen training videos, him throwing kicks and, and you know doing some of the stuff you see other MMA fighters doing. But just know that it's not going to be him just going into the PFL like any other fighter and fighting like they do. Because it's taxing and it takes a lot of fucking effort to do what they do when it comes to playoffs and championships. They, you know, most fighters in the UFC will fight two to three times a year on average. So you got to think. Put a year into quarterly, that's not even quarterly, right? So um, the PFL fighters wind up fighting like two or three times in the matter of like four months. Uh, because of how the championship and play or the playoffs and the championships are kind of set up. So there's no way he's doing that, I promise you.
bringing you the best fights. That's a big problem in the sport of boxing is everyone's afraid to just make it happen and fight each other and lay it all on the line. In the PFL, fighters gotta go against each other. If you missed the last PFL championship event, then honestly, like you seriously played yourself. It was one of the best events of the year. I also am going to ensure that the PFL is the gold standard in combat sports when it comes to fighter relations and opportunity. We are a fighter's first league, and I put that on my mama. There you go. That's a big statement. A fighter's first league. So now he's taking the step to have an MMA contract, be under an organization that is an MMA organization, and now he's talking about the things that he was talking about before, which is getting the fighters paid better, better representation, and you know, just an overall better treatment of the fighters. He's putting it out there. I respect him for that, and I said that in the past, that I respect the things that he's trying to do for fighters, even though a lot of people were saying that that was not the case. He only cares about himself. He's doing it for the clout, all that shit. But hey, he's putting himself out there on the line right now, doing this with the PFL. It's interesting. This league is full of superstars. Brendan Lothnane. Robert Wilkinson, Oliver Alden Mercier, the Canadian gangster, Kayla Harrison, Larissa Pacheco, Sadabu C, the fastest kicks in the PFL, the KO artist Ante Dillijah. PFL shitting on everybody. This league is absolutely the most. Alright, I got all right, I need to calm down. But seriously, I'm excited. And not to mention that these champions get a million dollars when they win. Join the PFL, baby. My advisor, Nikisa Bedarian, is also joining as a co-founder of this new division for the PFL, and I'm pointing him the head of making everyone money. Our goal is simple, and that's to make PFL the biggest MMA organization in the world. All Biggest organization in the world. So they're coming after the UFC. There's no no doubt about the fact that there's been drama and beef between Jake Paul and Dana White. And, you know, Nikisa is actually his agent, his manager, whatever you want to call him. He said he is whatever he said he is. But, yeah. And he's saying, I'm appointing people. This is because, like I said before, he's now a stakeholder in the PFL. So, you know, like I said, he also makes very good videos for YouTube. That's why he gets all the all the views and all the hits on YouTube. So um, he knows how to make a video and knows how to make it interesting. Uh, yeah, you can't deny the fact that this is a lot of showmanship. But, you know, if he follows through with all this stuff and right now I would say PFL is ranked as like maybe number three behind Bellator just because Bellator has the strength of. I guess roster strength. They have the more notable fighters. And on top of that, they've just have the tenure, I guess. They've been around for a while. So all whilst making it the best place for fighters to have a home. There are so many amazing people on the PFL team and so many amazing strategic investors that are going to help make this happen. All in all, 
I'm so excited for this announcement. I'm so excited to start training MMA for my first MMA fight. This partnership is going to change the way that MMA operates forever. Stay tuned for what's to come. Follow PFL on all social media. And we're about to change the f***ing game, baby. Dana? Jake? Dana? Jake? Dana? Jake? <laughs> yeah! So there it is. Jake Paul trying to do big things. Um, like I said, if he follows through with all that, I hope you guys got to hear all that. Like I said, it's a little iffy sometimes with uh, playing these videos. Pretty sure I know what I did wrong last time when I tried to play videos. So I'm hoping that all came through. If not, um, you can find that video on Twitter, anywhere. Just search for Jake Paul EFL announcement. You'll find it. Um, either way, I just wanted to go through that and break it down a little bit because... He's saying some things, and uh, I, I respect the dude for wanting to better things for the fighters because there's no doubt and there's no denying that these fighters are not getting paid what they need to, and things need to get better. So if he does that and he becomes one of the people that make PFL even second to the UFC, that's a big feat. And if he gets them up there to be level with the UFC, that's even bigger. And if he gets them to surpass the UFC, which I'm not sure is able to be done for a long time at least, even more props to him. So, I don't know. I mean, I didn't like Jake Paul at first. He's slowly growing on me. Um, if he keeps doing these things and following through with them, then he's, he's earning my respect as he goes. Whatever that means. So... Um, just means I can't talk as much shit anymore. <laughs> anyway, there we go. Jake Paul, big news, big things happening. I'm excited to see how it goes, where it goes, and what the, the pay-per-view super fight division entails. I want more de details about that. So, there we go. Now, someone that's been involved with Jake Paul in the past, Dylan Dennis. So Dylan Dennis is the guy on the right, if you're watching this. Um, he was scheduled to fight KSI in his first boxing match. <sighs> yeah, that didn't happen. It's not happening. This fight is supposed to take place this weekend or next weekend. I don't know. I stopped, I stopped even caring because Dylan Dennis went on Ariel Hawani's show, claimed all the way up and down that he was ready... Uh, he was going to fucking easily beat KSI. Now, Dylan Dennis is a well-decorated Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. Um, that is his thing, is is BJJ. So, jiu-jitsu is what he's known for. It, it's what he does. And uh, striking is not really his thing. He hasn't really done well with striking in his MMA fights. And he hasn't fought in forever. But he's been getting hit in the streets. Because he likes to go to places and talk shit. So, while making this fight, he got hit by Anthony Taylor. Who's an ex-Bellator fighter and is a boxer as well. Um, yeah. Dylan Dennis is basically a fucking joke at this point. He talks all this shit. He doesn't back it up. He backs out of all of his fights. He hasn't fought in forever. He's still under the Bellator uh, under a Bellator contract. 
Scott Coker said, go do your thing with this boxing event. So, uh, Dan has talked all this shit. And then he fucking just drops out. He told Ariel Hawani that he didn't even have a team or a trainer or anything like that. So, like, of course he dropped out. Because that was his excuse. He said he can't get his weight in order. That KSI was trying to put all these stipulations on the fight that were supposed to handicap him and all this other shit. KSI said, we dropped all of that. We said, it's not, you know, if you don't think it's fair, then we won't, we won't follow through. And yet Dylan Dan is still dropped out like the bitch he is. I don't like him. He's fucking annoying. And I just get sick and tired of him talking all this shit and not backing it up. Uh, and that's all he ever does. And he was close with uh, Conor McGregor. That's where you might know him from. And Conor was running big in the in the UFC so he got a big head from that and he thinks he can do everything but he doesn't do shit ever so whatever um I was just wanted to throw this out there because it was kind of running in that KSI is an ex-youtube or a youtuber as well that got into boxing like Jake Paul um him and Logan Paul have fought like twice I think so um KSI has a new opponent I think it's laser or something like that I don't even know I don't know. I stopped paying attention. But uh, Ariel Hawani went in on Dylan Dennis. They've had beef for a while. Um, always talking shit online because Dennis likes to do that. He's a fucking keyboard warrior. He'll go. He says he's a fighter, but he doesn't fight very much. So I don't know. Uh, it's annoying and stupid and dumb. And I don't know why the fuck I'm even talking about it. But it is news. And it was a thing. And I just like to say that he sucks. And Yeah. Uh, he dropped out of his fight like a little bitch. And he's over here talking about on Twitter how the truth will come out soon and you'll be surprised and all this other shit. But he always says dumb shit like that on Twitter and then nothing. Nothing. So, fuck off Dylan Dennis. <laughs> Last but not least, to wrap it all up, it is 2023 now. So that marks the 30th anniversary of the UFC. Um, the UFC started in 1993, if you didn't know. Uh, very different organization back in those days. Um, old school logo. It was like, you know, circus type fights. Talking like 350 pound dude versus like a 175 pounder. Um, people getting their teeth knocked out. No gloves. Uh, people coming in wearing, um, shoes. Wrestling shoes. Uh, one glove on one hand. Um, all kinds of crazy shit. Uh, Tank Abbott was one of the first guys to come in wearing the style of gloves that are really used now. Um, but there was a couple others that might have done it here and there. All kinds of stuff. The very first UFC won by Hoist Gracie. Uh, smallest guy. And he got the win using that jiu-jitsu. And that's why it became big. And the Gracie name was always a big thing. And is even more well known for catapulting the UFC to what it is now. Um, but yeah, 30 years, man. Um, you know, I've said it before, the sport is still kind of in its infancy because 30 years is not very old when it comes to something like this, when you put it up against boxing and the NFL, the, you know, major league baseball, stuff like that. You know, obviously martial arts have been a thing for a very long time, but mixed martial arts wasn't ever really heard of until like Bruce Lee days, um, until like. Muhammad Ali fought a wrestler um, that was kind of the first true MMA style fight um, from what I understand uh, 
but you know uh it's just crazy shit man 30 years it's pretty crazy that i've been watching the ufc for more than half of that time so for me that's insane um makes me appreciate even more doing this now because of all the knowledge i've gained through watching it everything that i've witnessed and all the fun times i've had just uh you know watching this sport being a fan supporting it and loving it so i just wanted to throw this out there ufc 30 years um they're gonna do some kind of special and and i'm sure there'll be all kinds of good content coming out so yeah happy 30th anniversary to the ufc we'll see what the rest of the year brings us and yeah that's it for all those crazy news Well, yeah, so I went from not having much to talk about to having a fuckload to talk about and going an hour and a half, so there we go. Uh, I don't know if my chat's not working or nobody's in there, and it, it's all good. I had a lot to talk about. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully that uh, sound for that video came through. I'll, be, I'll know right away because I always go back and check my videos and see if everything came out all right. So yeah, anyway, hopefully uh, all of you enjoyed that. Um, Lots to talk about and lots of news, and we covered it. So uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. So you can help me out by liking and subscribing to my channel. And, you know, the notifi notification bell lets you know when I'm live and put out new videos and all that good stuff. Um, and don't forget to, you know, leave a comment, even if you're watching this after. Uh, if you got questions or anything like that, throw it in there. I'll answer it next time. Um, or I'll just respond straight on the video, um, or in the comment, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, share the video if you know anybody that would like to watch what I'm putting out there or likes MMA, combat sports, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah. And, uh, if you like to just listen to the podcast, I am available on everywhere that you get your podcasts. So all the platforms. And if, you know, it's not some, if you can't find it where you like to listen to your podcasts, then let me know. I'll try to get it on there. Uh, but I'm out there on most of the big ones already. So, and also follow that social media down there. It's been going at the corner of the screen all night, but I put it out there a little bigger for you to check it out. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I haven't done a TikTok in a while. I need to get on that. The holidays kept me busy. So I'm slacking, but I need to get back into it because I want to get to doing that stuff more often, keeping things going. My social media is always going when it comes to Instagram and Facebook because that's where I get a lot of my news and a lot of my content. And uh, yeah, I just, uh, you know, repost and share and all kinds of shit on there all the time. So if you want to see everything that's going down, you know, check it out. And uh, yeah, follow everything. and then. I need to update this because things have changed a little bit. <laughs> I think we're going to go to the Rumble uh, for everything. Enough to be dangerous might stick around. But anyway, these are three podcasts I do. They're all available on the Rumble Podcast YouTube channel or go to the rumblepodcast.com. It'll take you there. We are on Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, and Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Arizona time. You know, make that time work for you wherever you're at. Uh, but yeah, we do those podcasts. We talk a lot, uh, Tuesday nights, we've been doing some tech talk 
and you know kind of tech support type stuff helping each other work on things for streams and if you want to learn about that it's a good place to do it uh wednesday nights is the rumble where we do a lot of our drafts so we draft a lot of things like uh last night was um predictions for 2023 we got a little crazy with it top five predictions pretty much for 2023 and uh we've done things like sodas we drafted sodas to see who'd have the best lineup christmas movies all kinds of shit so it's always fun on the rumble we get into serious stuff sometimes a lot of messing around joking laughing and then the final episode which we're just gonna call the rumble i think from now on so i'm gonna have to change this up uh but it, sunday nights as well we are on and that's kind of our all around just pretty much winging it type night so yeah check it out uh the rumble podcast youtube channel and uh the rumble podcast on tiktok as well go check out all of our content i'm a part of that podcast that's why i'm throwing it out here and uh it's me and three other guys sometimes four other guys depends most of the time just three though uh yeah, we have a good time. Go check it out if you want to hear me talk about other stuff other than MMA and see what what's going on over there. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Thanks again for being here. I appreciate you. Um, go follow everything. Go like everything. Share everything. Help me out. I appreciate it. Got to get this shit going in this new year. And uh, hopefully I'll have some new fun stuff coming up and i'm gonna try to get some in studio studio guests this is my studio it's a room uh but i'm gonna try to get some guests here in person but definitely gonna get some guests on regardless whether they're here or not um gotta put this new setup to some use and yeah i'm just gonna keep trying to bring you the content and gotta get some fresh looks for the visuals and everything else in the podcast so Check it out every Thursday here on the Going Rounds Podcast YouTube channel. Thank you again for uh, joining me tonight. And I hope you guys have a good rest of your night. Let me get all my shit together here so I know what I'm doing at the end. And yeah, uh, see you guys next week. I'll be back with some uh, preview of the ne the very first UFC card of the year. That should be good. Yeah, that's it. I'm out. Check me out next week. Peace.